We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 93 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I have been in the game industry for a very, very long time. I'm also the mother of a soon-to-be five-year-old, which is kind of crazy. I am joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy, who is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game, and also the mother of a three-year-old am i right she's a three-year-old yes yes you're right all right yeah. yay i did it um and then our, <laughs> our resident dad steven dutzman who is editor and founder of engagefamilygaming.com and is the father of three kids that are 10 8 and 4 am i right steven 11 8 and 4 so you're close. oh i was close. close i was close i was close okay cool and he was um, 10 until literally two weeks ago Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a little bit off the hook then. Yeah. You didn't talk about his birthday the same way that Regina and I talk about our kids' um, birthdays. Well, <laughs> we, but we did kind of talk about it a number of episodes ago where I talked about how you got to chill out. We have oh, chilled yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right. he celebrates, but he celebrates the, the, uh, the gift of things. Although, oh, okay. Um, he got all sorts of money, and he decided to basically pre-order the entire Nintendo Switch lineup for this year, basically. So he's wow. like, Dad, I want to go to GameStop, and can we pre-order, um, and I never want to pre-order from Amazon again, Dad. Can I pre-order right, yeah, yeah. Um, Mario Kart and Splatoon and ARMS and Mario? And I was like, I don't know if you can pre-order Mario yet, but we'll try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So and yeah. you can? Uh, wow. we haven't okay. gone yet. We haven't gone yet. So I don't oh, know. Okay. I'll report okay. back next week. I don't think you'll be able to because it's not officially. Is it? I mean, it's officially announced, but announced. it doesn't have a date. I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a date. I don't know how soon. So. Well, I mean, it's not coming out this year. Nintendo doesn't put out video games on time. Come on. Um, <laughs> right. Like, what's wrong with people? Does anybody put video games out on time? I mean, unless like that. Like, does anybody Rock do that? Star. <laughs> well, they they some people are are forced to, and then the quality of the game yeah. suffers. And they're broken. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, a, a, yeah. a bad game is bad forever. Uh, a late game is late for a month. So I'm yeah. fine with right, that. Yeah. Thank you, Miyamoto. I didn't come up with that myself, but you know, like, <laughs> there's no way Mario Odyssey is coming out this year. No way. Um, I'm not making a bet. I was just going to say. There's just no way it's coming out. There's just they're bad. Okay. At, I mean, they're just bad at it. I've been burned they're too many times. I mean, <laughs> Zelda was supposed to come out in 2014. Bad at it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's uh, okay. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> like that's the only way I'm buying a Switch this year is if Mario comes out this well, year. Otherwise, we won't I guess be getting it. Then so. I guess you're not getting a Switch. Right. You know, it's funny though. What we did get that I did not expect. My husband went ahead and downloaded Mass Effect Andromeda. I was pretty surprise he's like well didn't you want to get it i was like well yeah eventually like i'm playing horizon right now i want to finish that first and he's playing it and i'm like i didn't think you were going to want to play it since you didn't like two or three um but he's been playing it and i haven't heard any complaints from him so he had anna in there watching him for a little bit and something scared her and i'm like yeah you know what probably not the best thing to let her watch for a few reasons so and he's like oh but all that stuff is optional i'm like well you know what you're gonna come across language and crap regardless 
and uh, yeah, the uh, the aliens the, are are the, probably scarier the do- than the monsters. And the, and the doing it stuff. Well, that's the optional stuff that he was talking about. That's you not optional in that. Mass Effect. You have to do that. This is is that like the point of the whole game? <laughs> like, why else do you play these games other than? I mean, no. I say this well, as someone who's he... never played them. So, right. The thing that he really thought that she would have fun with is the. Uh, character creation at the beginning just getting right. able to create you know a funny character or whatever but isaac recreated her um as a mass effect character and he did a pretty good job you know kind of taking the the almost five-year-old's face and making her a 20-something you know person so um right yeah unfortunately they didn't have like super curly hair super curly hair wasn't an option um so she's got sort of straight hair and that's where the disconnect happens for me i think so but anyhow, <laughs> so um, um, uh, just released. I think it was today. Uh, might have been yesterday. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. Uh, the trailer for the forthcoming adaptation of it. This isn't uh, video game related. So it, uh, you can get confused by me just saying it. But it was a novel by Stephen King, who actually already had a television adaptation quite a few years ago, um, and now there's a film version coming out. Later this year, and oh my god, the trailer is amazing. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be scary. And I, if I, you're I, a, <laughs> it's amazing if you're a crazy person. I will, <laughs> I will not have not and will never watch the trailer for that movie. Yep, not a chance in hell. Nope. Oh no, nope. you guys. No, just looking at the like still oh, picture yeah. in the article. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> disturbing enough and all it shows is like the bottom face of the clown and the, uh, behind a balloon yeah yeah and it's like and i know yeah yep. yeah that's all i have i have no so listeners if, if you are not familiar with uh it's and you like clowns um just stay stay away <laughs> stay away because you will not love clowns after you are exposed to this material, uh, the book or the television adaptation or the forthcoming film, you just, yeah, just, just don't, if you're already scared of clowns, then you're probably just going to get even more scared. So there's that. It too. is interesting that they're, they're talking about, so this, this movie is going to be closer to the book, right? Yeah, like, yeah. um, they're going to do a two part series where I guess they fight them as kids and then they come back and fight them as, as adults. adults. Yes. So I thought that was interesting because there's been mixed sort of responses to Stephen King's adaptations, yes. film adaptations. Yes, they have so. very much been hit or miss. Um, and the best mm-hmm. one, in my opinion, actually diverged a lot from the book, and that's The Shining. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you know, we'll see. He seems happy with it. He was on Twitter today saying that he was very happy with yeah. it. So. Um, so yeah, so that's cool. I had no idea that it was coming, so I'm really excited. Um, although like horror movies, it's weird. They scare me much more than they used to, like when I was a Mm -hmm. kid. And I don't know if that's because they're scarier or because something else has happened. But man, when I watched the Blair Witch Project, I was like not right for like two weeks. Like that thing freaked, (laughs) it like freaked me out so bad. Um, but anyhow, the same thing with the ring. Some imagery in those things I just cannot get out of my head. Oh, I don't want to think about. Yeah, even like I can't even watch like the trailers for the ring yeah. or the ring, any of those. Like I watched the first movie not knowing that it was like a horror film. Oh yeah. Um when my husband was out of town. Oh no. And I was by myself. <laughs> that was And I actually had to have That they should have taken your doctorate away for that. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have All it. All right. <laughs> 
That was before oh, I was right. a doctor. <laughs> nice, nice. After that, like in the last few years, it's the same kind of thing, Nicole, yeah. where I just, I don't do scary. I don't do, I don't watch pain the same way anymore either. Yeah. Um, Like I can't watch people being hurt or being things hurting people. Yeah. Um, In the same way that I could before I was a mom. Yeah. It just, it all, it all changed. And I, and I thought that had to do with you know, having a child, but uh-huh. I think it's more having actually experienced real pain myself. Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know what, we should look this up. I'm sure there's been a sociology study or something. Yeah, somebody to had know, to have like, done something. Why, when, as you get older, <laughs> horror movies become more scary. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's there's probably a correlation there. It's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited because I love Stephen King. I love the book. I know lots of people hate Stephen King, don't like him. I will unapologetically say that I love him. Um, so yeah, so there's that. You can see the trailer on YouTube. GameSpot also has an article, uh, with it embedded. So you should check it out if you like Stephen King. And if you're not scared to watch scary movies yeah. and or... If you're crazy. Um, <laughs> clowns. You're crazy. If you're crazy. Because yes, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> um... All right, so uh, so yeah, let's get to video games. So there's a little bit of news going on about the Switch this week, which obviously there's going to be news going on about the Switch for you know at least a month. That always happens with a new console, regardless. Um, but this is kind of not cool in that uh, if your if your system breaks, uh, you could lose all your save data, which yep. is really not cool yeah it's especially considering how much time someone would put into the legend of zelda breath of the wild like steven can you imagine just having that all go away i i don't know that i'd ever be able to (laughs) i i I, I don't know that i'd ever be able to recover from it it's probably the wrong yeah it's a bit extreme (laughs) but i don't know if i play it again um just because i wouldn't want to redo it all so like you know, I wouldn't be heartbroken yeah. forever, but it'd be, it would, it would sting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, I'm sure you're referencing the story from uh, Polygon and also yeah. Games Radar. Um, it's actually a guy that was on my show. Anthony John Agnello um, had his switch break uh, last Monday and they could, and he lost 50 hours of Zelda and um, the real issue is when he called them, um, when they sent him another one, no problem. And it, yeah. the second one had problems when he was hooking it up. There was actually no television. Um, like, you couldn't dock it, mm. basically. Yeah. Uh, so he had to call them again. And the person on the phone was like, well, it's a launch system. It happens. And didn't even say sorry. So I am, yeah. um, I'm a little disappointed with uh, Nintendo right now. It's yeah. true. It is a launch system. So it happens. Yes. But... There's literally no excuse for this. Um, yeah. Just shut up and let us put our saves in the cloud. That's all they have to do. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not hard. Or even move or even move them to an SD card. Correct. You know? Yeah. You don't um, even really need a cloud system in place. Oh, even better, when he put his SD card back in, because he's been saving uh-huh. data from there, it formatted it oh, as a geez. matter of turning it on initially. So he lost oh, everything. Wow. Even if he could have put the save on oh, there, no. it would have formatted it. So... Um, no, it's just, wow. it's cloud saves or bust. This is 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's literally no reason why Nintendo can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a constantly connected device. There is no reason they could not let us put our save data in the cloud uh, or at least yeah. back it up in the cloud. Um, mm-hmm. it's 2017 guys get with the program. Um, I love my yeah. switch yeah. hardware. I think it's a cool thing. I am praying 
praying, praying, at least until I beat Zelda, that I don't um, have to deal with it. But then again, all three of us, my everybody in my house that's playing is playing on the same hardware. And my eight-year-old's yeah. not going to beat that game before, you know, very soon. Yeah. So, no, it's bad. I'm not very pleased. Um, I was really heartbroken to hear about it. Um, but I'm hoping that it is not. It doesn't sound like it's a widespread issue, what he had. Um, so yeah, don't yeah. break your stuff and hopefully Nintendo, I mean, their <laughs> online services are coming out soon, right? So it could yeah. very well be that that's part of those services where they allow you to have cloud yeah. saves. And if that's the case, then this is a temporary thing, but it feels uh-huh. like an unforced error. Right. They don't need yeah. to give us multiplayer. Just give us cloud saves. It's, yeah. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I very much agree with that. Um, yeah, but you know what? It took Nintendo forever to even jump on the board with online in the first place so i'm not surprised that they uh they skipped this um so anyhow that's me hating nintendo i guess uh pretty much (laughs) that never happens what are you talking about um but all all right let's let's pull let's pull some third parties into the discussion now um so earlier this week uh it was rumored or i guess not rumored somebody posted a picture of the packaging for lego city undercover which said that if you wanted to play the game you were going to have to download an install and people were like what no way that's going to take up half of the switch's memory um, but then Warner Brothers came up and said, no, that's wrong. You're not going to have to download anything unless you want to download a typical content patch, quote unquote. Although that's, uh, I don't know. I suppose it's like a day one patch or, or whatever that happens to every game now. Um, but typically, unless the game is really, really broken, you can play without downloading any patches. It's just, you know. Um, so they tried to fix that. However, there's a couple other uh, issues going on in that some games are being sold for higher prices than they are on PS4 and Xbox One, specifically Rhyme and Minecraft Story Mode. So uh, the publishers say that's because of manufacturing costs, because they have to make all those little cartridges. But they make discs, though, too. So Minecraft Story Mode came out on disc, I believe. Do you know, Steve? Yes, Yes. but the cartridges are more expensive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also think that they're kind of assuming that they will sell less, so uh, they are raising the price so that we recoup, to so compensate. they can recoup the cost uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. They're not going to yeah. sell as many copies of Minecraft Story Mode on the Switch than they did on, um, you know, PS4. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is um, it's it's interesting though that we're starting to see um how some third parties are approaching the system. So we'll have to see. I mean, I don't think that 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 download um wording on that package, you know, necessarily came from nowhere. I suppose maybe some bad marketing designer could have just copied and pasted from the PS4 or the Xbox One. Game. Could have just been a really but- crappy copy editor. Yeah. <laughs> or that yeah yeah so um so yeah so we'll see so i, I that's something that i'm actually really interested in is see how third parties are going to continue to deal with the switch um so so yeah so in news that is absolutely not news uh destiny 2 was announced this week yeah it was nobody saw that coming um <laughs> <laughs> 
And news that is not news. news. Exactly. <laughs> like, who knew? Um, but anyhow. <laughs> um, so I didn't play Destiny. Um, you know, Destiny, if you're not familiar, I don't know how you could not be familiar, um, is the game by Bungie. Bungie, who initially uh, invented the Halo uh, franchise. This is their, their first original thing. Uh, since Halo, because they are an independent studio now, so there's a whole weird business thing. Microsoft acquired them, and then they said, hey, we want to be independent, but Microsoft got to keep the Halo license and all kinds of weird stuff. But anyhow, Destiny was the first original game uh, made by Bungie after they left Microsoft. It's published by Activision, and it was released for basically everything except PC and Nintendo platforms uh, when it came out three years ago. Uh, they have, uh, besides a regular game, they release a number of expansions, though. And those have been, like, story expansions, too. So they're really supporting the games. Got online multiplayer. Like I said, I haven't played it. People who I know who have played it were really into it for, like, the first couple months. And then I don't really hear people talking about it anymore, which I guess is not, you know, the craziest thing. Um, so, yeah, so um, there was a date leaked by an Italian retailer. All these international retailers are so great at leaking things. Um, so, so suppose... And we thank them for that. Yes. Thank you for, exactly. for slipping up yeah. for us. We appreciate um, it. So <laughs> they have a release date set of September 8th of this year, but that's so far out. Like, you just, I don't know. Unless a, unless a release date is set for, like, a month from now. You can't you can't count on those release dates. It's just yeah. it's gonna change. But anyhow, it sounds like it will probably be coming this year. It's for Destiny fans. I'd say before Christmas, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Say. Probably. It's gonna I be one... they'd launch it for Christmas. They said on their earnings call that Destiny Two will be this year. And there were also rumors that were later uh, refu- uh, refuted by either Activision or Bungie. I'm not really sure that if Bungie failed to deliver Destiny Two this year, that Activision would take a greater stake in ownership of them. So basically like they would lose their status as a company, which seems a little, um, a little harsh, um, but both sides denied it. Now it's not, we learned this week, it's not illegal to lie to a reporter. So, um, (laughs) so you can say what you will. Um, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, if anyone was going to do that, yeah, if anyone was going to do that, Activision would be the company to do that. They have insane amounts of power. They would so, absolutely um, do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it makes total sense. I mean, Destiny 2, I mean, there's a... Uh, by the time anyone's listening to this, uh, the official game announcement will be out. It's being done on uh, March 30th at 10 Pacific or some nonsense. Um, there will be coverage yeah. all over the place, I am sure. There's not an outlet that isn't covering it. Um, so right. just be ready. Um, and we're going to find out details about the game. Um, and... I'm excited. I think this is a great opportunity for them to have an Assassin's Creed 2 moment. Are the two of you familiar mm. with what I mean by that? Yes. Even though I haven't played them, I, I am familiar so, with what you mean. Regi- and also, as far yeah. as I know, they're not going to be launching against anything huge I mean, this fall. Have you heard of anything I mean, huge? I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, that's. I don't think that's going to make it this fall. That's going to get You're something. crazy. It, I think it fits. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it'll make it. Um, okay. I'm not making a bet with you. Oh, I no. see a bet coming. Yeah, I think there needs to be a bet no. on this one. We'll I don't know. This. That was kind of a gauntlet. Like, you both were like, I'm going to drop the mic on this right now. <laughs> I, think you sh- I think she's nuts, but I'm not fighting over it. Um, so, Rockstar, um, Rockstar wants to make, they, they want another couple billion dollars, and I think they would like it well, sooner Well, of course they later. do. 
Um, so, uh, but also it's going to be dropping against the entire fall. I mean, we don't know what's coming, but the reality is we know that it's not going to be empty. Nobody just fired right. off. I mean, we know Sony is going to have games this fall. We don't know exactly which ones they are. It's fine, but we know they're going to be there. Um, we yeah. know that um, we know Microsoft has already gone on record as saying that they're going to have a pretty big games-focused E3, and Scorpio comes out this fall, and they need games for that. Um, so probably Crackdown, maybe Sea of Thieves. There's some stuff. Um, I presume that we're going to see a new Assassin's Creed this year because it's time. Um, so no, I don't think Destiny is just wading into the kiddie pool to not fight anything. It's not like this spring. Nothing's going to be like this spring, I don't think, ever. Right? Like, this spring was right. unprecedented. No one is going to see Horizon Massive, Horizon Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild into Mass Effect Andromeda into Persona 5 with Resident Evil 7 two weeks before that. Like, that's never going to happen again. Yeah. It's just, that's insanity. Yeah. So, but Destiny 2 is not free to just roam around, but still, yeah. it's, power, I guess it's a powerful I was thinking, brand. You know, the huge thing that happened when it came out was that uh, Halo 5 was released uh, at the same time, well, at exactly the same time, like a month or so afterwards. So that was the real, I mean, that was probably played up more because it's like, hey, here's Bungie's new game against uh -huh. this franchise that they created but no longer make so i guess that's why i'm thinking about it like i don't think well, you're in, uh, that they're you're in, a, in it you're in a halo minded household too y'all got halo on the brain your walls are green <laughs> my walls are not green because of halo. I'm listen listen i don't know i look behind you and i see xbox green every week so <laughs> this is not okay oh, no. this is not xbox green i will have you listeners have know that i have not painted my house in xbox green. wait i want to be real I, I i'm all i'm looking at is my computer monitor i'm sure it's not actually xbox green but even if it was i mean whatever i'm not trying to hate but anyway oh i can see she's already looking at paint swatches in her head yeah. no 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 i love our color scheme we we thought long and hard about our color scheme because we lived in california we had dark like walls with like uh burgundy and sort of a deep blue and a dark like forest green and uh my husband's like, yeah, you know what? That's great for California because it's going to be sunny. We're going to go to Seattle, and it's going to be depressing weather, so we need bright colors. So, <laughs> so that's so, where we went. So, Xbox yeah, green so it have... is. <laughs> no, it's more of like an olive-ish type green, and then we have like a teal and then like a, a deep saturated purple. Being real with you, from my, on my monitor, it looks Xbox green. But either way, okay. um, so back to Destiny, I think it's going to make <laughs> – the idea to, to to explain to the audience and maybe a little bit of Regina because she looked at me like I was talking with two heads. Assassin's <laughs> Creed One had really good ideas, right? Like it was a cool yeah. concept, it was a neat idea, but it just didn't get there, right? It was a six, it was a seven, like it was cool, whatevs. Assassin's mm -hmm. Creed Two took that framework and built on it and made it better. Mm -hmm. So, and general everyone that is a fan of the series really thinks that assassin's creed 2 is where it came into its own and you can think of that in a lot of games where the yeah. second game in the series or you know somewhere down the line it really got better um i think we're mm -hmm. gonna see that with shadow of mordor later on this year or shadow of war or whatever um mm -hmm. but i i think destiny 2 is gonna go is gonna do gangbusters i'm really hoping it's good man we'll find out tomorrow what it looks like um the yeah. posters look like garbage 
hot garbage. <laughs> I am so angry just, at these posters. They look like hot trash. They look very. They're they're not impressive. Generic <laughs> dude bros running Generic, across a map. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. It just makes me sad. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. So as you're listening uh, to this, you should have more information on Destiny Two. Uh, so what else is going on? Oh, so Final Fantasy 15 first DLC is out yep. now, right, Steven? Uh-huh. Okay, yep. cool. So it's episode Gladiolus, yep. um, which uh, apparently comes with enhancements, quote unquote. I'm reading the Polygon article, uh, which includes like making the, or is it this one or is it that the next one that makes the, the end game play a little more, um, less tedious or I think it's this one I think it's now it's this one they're doing okay. they've you know what there's like a new update on that game every week um right so so um yeah because um yeah when I read that it just you know it it chimed in my head because one of the things that Isaac had an issue with was that he thought the combat was really boring so um I'm wondering if this will fix that although I don't expect him to replay anything especially now that we have Mass Effect so Anyhow, unless Anna pops in and is like, I want to play Final Fantasy, which she does. She does it quite a bit, actually. So uh, we'll see. She was just very happy that they got a flying car um, right before or right after they finished, yeah. finished the story. That's pretty much the first thing. Flying car. Eventually, yeah. they apparently uh, there there are images that eventually apparently it gets monster truck tires. And it lets you <laughs> okay. drive more places. Listen, I don't know. OK, is right. <laughs> They're gonna be magical girls soon. We've had this discussion. They're gonna be. Able to, there's just gonna be this crazy thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, but the next um, sort of real story-related um, uh, DLC is Pronto's story, and you can watch a teaser for that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you know, I haven't played the game, so I don't know very much about it. But I do understand that this character is kind of goofy. Um, and he looks yeah. very not goofy in this trailer. <laughs> yeah, picture, like, I don't want to say, I'm, I'm not going to use Screech as an example, because it turns out that Dustin Diamond is an awful human being, but, um, you know, picture, like, a happy-go-lucky comic relief character having a story mm-hmm. arc where they are legit serious. Um, it's like Xander from Buffy, Buffy was is a big deal today. Like, it's the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? It's so it's yeah. like Xander. You know how in the very beginning of the show, he was, like, super, like, goofy and stupid, but eventually had, like, serious real stuff go down? This is that. Mm-hmm. Only uh, You mean, like, he grew yeah. up? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when he shows on for almost a decade. I mean, that's what but, happens. Right. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Prom- and when they start in high school and they yeah, go, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So Prompto right, yeah. is absolutely go- I mean, he goes through some stuff in the game. Those people who are playing who have played it or will play it or are playing it, just know Prompto goes through some stuff, but he comes out of it still himself. He's still goofy, uh-huh. he's still like the life of the party, but there's he's one of the more interesting characters out of the whole four of them, actually. Um, just because of how, you know, he's more than just stupid comic relief. Um, and so I am very interested to see what they make out of this, because it looks like he's going to murder someone in cold blood with a gun. Now, admittedly, he is a gun dude, so the, uh, the, I think... But he does, he does look upset. He does look upset about it. Oh, yeah, he definitely looks upset, which is weird. I mean, I don't know, I, I, this is, the, the fact that he looks upset about killing something with a gun, I mean, I was there. 
I saw him kill a lot of dudes with guns. I was there for some of that. <laughs> like, the body count is not low <laughs> in Final Fantasy XV, you know? Um, But, you know, whatever. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. Have you downloaded any of these DLC things? I've been doing some of the smaller ones. I am, I am stuck where I am. Um, I, I was stuck in like level up mode. Um, before I could uh-huh. finish the game, and then Horizon came out, and then Zelda came out, and so I'm kind of uh, wait, waiting. But this is gonna happen. And then they, and then they put out a new character in Overwatch. I just have enough time. Final Fantasy just kind of falling over. <laughs> but um, yeah. It'll, I will get there, and I'm going to download it all. This is one of those games, if you haven't bought it yet, my recommendation is don't wait until this fall when they release, a, or maybe next spring when they release a Game of the Year edition, which everybody does, where it has all the DLC and everything that would be crazy. That will be like yeah. the definitive edition. I think that's when people should hop on, because mm. it's a wild. It's going to be a wild ride. Okay, cool. Um... And the so, combat is uh, not boring, by the way. All Isaac, right. Isaac we'll just has see. very specific tastes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he requires you to uh, use more than one button <laughs> to fight things. You don't Anyhow. Need to... Anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with your husband through you. He's just wrong, but that's all right. It's fine. He might need to come on the show at some point yeah. so you can just duke it out and we can watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with a game designer. I bow down to his expertise, but I mean he's wrong. It's fine. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. Oh, he's so professionally. He's, de- he's an engineer. All right, so he's smarter but, than me. I get it. Yes, but, engineers do some design, you know, a little bit. But yes, technically right. he's an engineer. I was trying to give him props. Don't they just more make make the structure to make everything work? Isn't that kind of like that's always how I've understood He's the man. Like, um, is what he is. He's the man. Yeah. They make the foundation. Yeah. The design happens on top of what the engineers do. Well, they kind of work together and say, well, actually, some, well, yeah. sometimes the, it's the opposite. It's like, this is the design. This is what we want to do. And then the engineers make it happen. Um, it, oh, game okay. development is really, um, you know, it's it's so different. It's completely different from game to game. I know everybody would say that completely, but sometimes the design comes first. Sometimes engineering comes first. You, that would happen if they're if you're experimenting with like a new style of gameplay. Then maybe you would do engineering first to see if it works. Um, mm. So um, so yeah, but you know, game development is nuts um, for anybody who hasn't uh, doesn't know much about it. Uh, so um, which is virtually everyone. As the internet right. proves on a daily basis, no <laughs> right. one knows how video games are made. Um, yeah. I love on Twitter when the pictures of the NeoGAF threads go around, where it's like, and you know, this is this is what I think they should do, or it, it'll only take a week to add multiplayer to No Man's Sky. That's my favorite. It'll only <laughs> right. take a week yeah. to add. Mo- it should take a week tops <laughs> for one person to add multiplayer to No Man's Sky. I mean, how hard can it be? What? <laughs> Yeah, those people on the Spoilers. Internet. Spoilers. It takes way longer than a week to add multiplayer to anything. Yeah, and more than one person, for sure. Definitely um, more than one person. Um, okay, so other news here in Games for Good. So there is a study done that um, has has came up with the result that te- playing Tetris, this was done at Oxford University, this study, Playing Tetris within the first six hours after undergoing a trauma can actually prevent post-traumatic stress disorder, which is nuts to me. I mean, I have no 
no knowledge of, you know, what happens in the brain and why post-traumatic stress disorder even happens to begin with. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is neat because they, um, you know, they had people in the emergency room who were like, were in a car accident or whatever. They were just in there because the event had just happened. They gave them Tetris. And apparently what this, this, um, the story is saying, it's like, it's sort of, um, refunneled the visual um sort of intake you know because um in ptsd lots of the problems come in in flashbacks people have nightmares and right. flashbacks and all that kind of thing uh, and so apparently that's that's considered like a visual thing because you remember what you saw when things were happening but if you throw tetris at these people their visual stuff gets redirected into tetris and then uh that doesn't happen which is really interesting to me it's nothing i i ever would have expected um yeah yeah i it's interesting i think too that it's that partially for me that it's tetris yeah because i i think one of the things that happens with um traumatic events just in general is you realize your lack of control in the world yeah like that's one of the things that causes trauma is you realize you're not as much in control as you think yeah. you are, especially with the car accident. Right. Especially with the car accident wasn't your yeah. fault. Um, you know, there's just that, and I wonder if there's something sort of psychologically in being able because it says that um, they were asked to briefly recall the trauma and then play the game. Right. So they were asked to bring it to the forefront of their mind and then play the game. And I'm wondering if they can take and and they take and they get order back. Yeah. With the game, right? Because Tetris is all about controlling, you know, pieces and putting them where you want them uh -huh. to. So I'm wondering if that's part of sort of the emotional reaction that might go on with this. I don't know. You know, this isn't anything that I studied either. But, man, it sure is fascinating yeah. to think about, like, how you could actually, like, potentially rewire your, your memory or your brain of something yeah. to go from something that had been traumatic to maybe putting more order or more, you know. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean. Yeah, it really is crazy. Yeah. So games, it's games awesome. for good. Awesome. Yeah, we keep finding. I mean, I, this is yeah. something I never even would have thought to. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not like a researcher or anything, but you know, sometimes you don't even think to study this stuff. Like lots of times you see studies, it's like okay, yeah, people have studied this like for forever. Right. Um, but this is was really right. unique, and I think like the people who set this study up were really creative. I think. Um, so yeah. So. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if there's some escapism that goes on in it, too. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, that's what gaming is, escapism. So maybe they can get a distance from it faster than they might have. Right, not. yeah. But think about that. Like, if we had, you know, soldiers in the field who are dealing with traumatic events all the yeah. time, and I don't know if they carry devices, but if they have devices and they get Tetris on all their devices, like, yeah. play a couple minutes of Tetris right after that happens. Yeah. You know, how awesome would it be if that could, like, even if it doesn't, like, eliminate right. it, but it just mediates yeah. it? Oh, man, that would be Awesome. Yeah, It'd be so powerful. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny you talk about control with Tetris. Like, <laughs> I feel like I can control Tetris to a certain degree, and then every <laughs> everything just goes off the it window. Just falls apart. Yeah, you get like two thirds of the way up the screen, and things are. I just oh, I can't control anything at that point. So. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, um, if you want to see, speaking of Tetris, if you want to see some people that can control yeah. it all crazy, um, look up uh, Games Done Quick Tetris Grandmaster Edition. Um, those are some people that are absolutely insane. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. There are people that are absolutely insane at everything. It just, yeah. 
blows my mind. I've never been super good at... Okay, uh, no, I should take that back. I will say that I am super good at the Dash line of games, i.e. Diner Dash, Wedding Dash, Cooking Dash, all those ones. I am awesome at those. It's too bad that nobody has, like, a tournament with those, because I could totally compete professionally in those games. I'm just saying. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get a Diner Dash tournament going. I can win some money or something. Play first, are you listening? Uh, I don't know what kind of shape play. I don't know what kind of shape play first is in as a company. Um, but anyhow, so um, uh, Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter was the uh, the mobile uh, sort of social media esque game that was released before Fallout Four. Um, it's already been on you know every mobile device, and it was also available on PC. It was a regular PC download, but now you can get it on Steam if you don't use. Um, any other thing to buy PC games. I think you only you had to buy it and download it directly from Bethesda, I think, before, but I don't know. Yeah, um, so yeah much. you can get it on Steam. I played it for a while when it first came out, and um, it was kind of... Um, uh, I hate to say the word addicting, but it was, it was definitely kept me engaged. There's how you say that. It was very engaging for about a week, and then I sort of lost interest in it. And I know that they've released a ton of updates, like you can have pets now and all kinds of crazy things. Um, but I haven't gone back to it. So, did either of you guys play it? No. Uh, no. Yeah. I'm thinking about sending it to my husband now that it's on Steam, or suggesting that he play it, because he was huge into Fallout. Yeah. I didn't play Fallout. I watched a lot of Fallout yeah. be played on my large screen TV when he wanted to blow up the city in Fallout 3, I uh -huh. think it is. You have the option of, like, bombing right, the city. Right, right, right. And he wanted to see that on our big <laughs> yeah. TV in our yeah. living room. Yeah. Wait, he, blew, he, he, he nuked big. Megaton? He did. <laughs> well, he did both. Yeah. But he had to see how both how both storylines, when he didn't, and he yeah. did. But he wanted to see the big explosion on our big TV. So I watched a lot of Fallout. Yeah. And I actually talked about it because the morality... Uh -huh. Um, you know, concept in the game about you know, uh, good karma and bad karma. I thought I've always thought it was really interesting. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I I wonder if he would be interested in building a. Uh. uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might lose him yeah. though. He gets it's, lost I mean, in those it's games. It's cool. It's got you know, like you know your traditional sort of trademark Fallout humor, even though you know it's a terrible world right. that you're living in, but it's still got that quirky kind of humor stuff. I did not nuke Megaton because. You get a, I was gonna say, I'll just say, it. you get a kick-ass house if you don't do that. The people love you, and you get like this giant residence. So I was very happy about that. I'm like, no, because I, I made the choice before, and I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm just gonna, you know, these people seem fairly nice. I'm just gonna keep their town in place, and they were very happy about that. And gave me a huge house, so that worked out very well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I played out Fallout, Fallout 3 a lot. I loved it. I still have not played Fallout 4, which is insane. We bought it, like, right when mm -hmm. it came out. My husband played I don't think he finished, um, the storyline in it. Um, but, uh, but Fallout 3, man, was amazing. I love the, the quirky humor in Fallout. Like, it's just, like, even, like, the, and it happens mostly in, like, the dialogue options. Um, they're so well written, um. Like in, and it's like you've got your straightforward one. It's not like your Mass Effect or your Dragon Age where you've got, okay, straightforward one, oh, romantic one, oh, mean one. None of those are ever really that funny. But in Fallout, some of these things are really, really funny. There's one thing that mm -hmm. I remember um, is you you run into this, this couple and the wife has sort of completely gone off 
all gone off the, the rails. She just, she doesn't know that this terrible thing has happened. She's still just stuck in her like 1950s, like housewife. Everything is fine. And like, <laughs> when you talk to her, she's like, here, would you like a cookie? And I replied like, yes, I would love a cookie. And then the game's like received tin can. Uh, I was like, yes, that is awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, that's like one of my most memorable game uh, moments in a game at all. It's just, yeah, yeah it's just so hilarious. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so that's Fallout. You can get Fallout Shelter on Steam now. Uh, like I said, I haven't played in a while. I'm sure it's probably even more engaging than it used to be. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, and it's a free, it's a free game. Should make that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's free. It's, oh yeah, I yeah, it's, I it's free yeah, to play. Free. Uh, yeah. There are purchases that you can make. You can um, buy things in game. Yeah, 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 but it is free, and you really don't have to. I mean, at least my experience with it, right when it came out, there wasn't really any any reason to have to buy anything. Um, you know, so that's the way most of those games work. If they do it well, there's no really reason to buy something. Um, and then a final bit of news, unless Stephen has something to add. Although I this have, is very I have much several things. Okay, well, let's do this news that is very much for you. Anyhow, Blizzard has launched a <laughs> high-end collectible store, which is going to have crazy detailed Overwatch and Warcraft st Warcraft statues. And they're not going to be cheap. They're going to be $150 or more. So, yep. um, yeah. So, Steven, are you saving up money for any of these? Uh, I'm too busy. No, no, I don't think I will. Um, it really, really depends on, like, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Um, I, but by the time I'm done with the Nendroid figures, oh right, for Overwatch, right, right, and the Funko Pops, I just. <laughs> I think I'm going to be... You're pretty much pretty done much gonna, with your <laughs> collectibles. Plus, well, no, and that's I'm going to be pretty much done with my Overwatch collectibles. Keep in mind, I also uh, am I'm a fan of imported Transformers. Um, <laughs> and though, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a spoiler. <laughs> Those are not cheap. Not cheap. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, yeah, no, I don't think so. But you know what? I'm happy that this exists. I think that there mm -hmm. is definitely a market for this. And it's cool that Blizzard is doing it themselves. The reality yeah. is a lot of the statues out there are just garbage, right? Like, mm, you know, half yeah. of the ones you get in these special editions are, you know, crazy, are just super cheap and dumb, made out of cheap plastic. So it's cool to see another high-end collectible uh, company out there making stuff. The reality is nerds have money. Yes. And even <laughs> nerds who don't have money are willing to spend money. Um, and yeah. I would much rather uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of money buy a Widowmaker figure than crack. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think th I'm um, disappointed that they started with Widowmaker. Um, oh, okay. I think they should have started with Tracer. I wouldn't have bought it any either way, but it just it bothers me that they didn't start with Tracer. Well, She's... wait, they did start with Tracer, right? I'm oh, reading Tracer a was Game the Spot story. Nendroid okay, I'm was reading. The... Oh, okay. The, the only one I saw. Well, all right, wait, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. Of of Tracer in the GameSpot story. It says Overwatch statue. I'm quoting here. Overwatch statues are priced at 150 each and they're all available now except for Widowmaker, yeah. which launches later. Oh. There's Tracer, Widowmaker, oh. Reaper. I must have read the article really fast. Illidan. Yeah. You you yeah. read it backwards, basically. Gromash. Yeah. 
And I had to point. I want to point out to Nicole that there is a Hearthstone. I know. I saw that. Like I, I've been on the Blizzard store before, but the story made me hop on and look at it. Yes, I saw the the keepsake box. I actually just wanted to point out through. That's two hundred and twenty five dollars, by the way. I actually surfed through all of the Hearthstone gear on there. And I am I am surprised that the only plushie that they still have is the Hogger. I mean, come on, Blizzard, make me a plushie of a Murloc Tiny Fin. You will sell a bazillion. Why has that not happened? Let's do it, Murloc Tiny Fin. I've been asking for this for a year. Like, I think it was a year ago when we had Steve Lubitz on the podcast here because he's a huge Hearthstone player. We were talking about this, and I'm like, I want a Murloc Tiny Fin. Damn it, make me one. Yeah, Anyhow. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. No, I'm all right. So I'm on the Blizzard shop. Yeah. And it only has Widowmaker. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe the GameSpot people got it well, backwards. Well, I was on it though. I'm on the Hearst or yeah. What is it? What does it say? Gear.blizzard.com backslash Blizzard dash collectibles uh-huh. is where I'm at. And that has. I see pre order Widowmaker. Yeah. Well, they're all pre-orders. Well, wait, hold on. Let me, one second here. Nope. Tracer can be ordered now. That's a... It's just, it's out now. It oh, says okay. first production run is sold out, and they're working on the next oh. batch. So, so yeah, right. so GameSpot was correct. The other two are basically out. And I'm they're going just, to the thing. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, no. so there's a Tracer one. That's The Tracer one's pretty rad. Um... But I want the Nendoroid one more. And it's a hundred dollars less. I'll take a chibi one for fifty bucks over that thing. No disrespect. Yeah. You can get the Reaper ones. The Reaper ones are available. Although wave two. Apparently they sold out of the first wave of those too. I wonder how many they were making. Probably not a lot. Probably Um, not a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's, there's some cool Hearthstone stuff on there, but I would like, uh, yeah, spend my money on other stuff first. Like, I, I like the t-shirt that says well played with no other indication that it's from Hearthstone, but, um, anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is funny. Yeah. Let's be real, folks. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay, Steven, you had more news to talk about? I did. I have, uh three things to bring to the table and all of them right. are are old ass games that are getting remastered and I'm okay with mm. it. Uh one of them is StarCraft is being remastered oh, uh, wow. coming out the um based on the Brood War expansion so that's the last piece of StarCraft it is being uh released this summer as StarCraft remastered uh, everything's redrawn Just... Um, huh. to, it is, uh, it is all redrawn sprite work so that it will work on 4k monitors. They are adding balance patches. I want to, I repeat, this is worth noting. They are doing balance patches to Starcraft brood war. Um, that's a big deal. Um, uh-huh. I think we're going to be talking a lot more about this from an esports perspective after, after it restarts. Um, yeah. because man, they were playing Starcraft brood war in Korea until, they killed it by putting out StarCraft 2. Right. Um, right. So balance patches. Um, so that's cool. That's coming out this summer. Um, but as part of that, the original game will be a free download through the Blizzard oh. store. Uh, so you'll be able to play the original untouched version. I cannot wait to play that with my kids, actually. Because I yeah. think 
It is a cool sci-fi story. It is by default not super gory by nature of the fact that everything's so, like, pixelated and dumb. Uh, so that <laughs> right. is um, StarCraft. Um, Planescape Torment is getting an enhanced edition. So Planescape Torment, Torment, arguably one of the best computer role-playing games of the 90s and 2000s, um, is being remastered, um, and it looks very pretty. Um Mm. Have either of you played Planescape Torment back in the day? Or, I, do either of you know what Planescape is? Regina, I'm looking at you. No? No. All right. It sounds vaguely familiar, no. but I don't really Planescape know is, is one of the campaign settings from Dungeons and Dragons, second edition. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. So, um, Regina, you were my board game person. I figured maybe maybe it was somewhere back there for I you. Am. So, um yeah, but I still haven't actually played a game of D and D, so I don't have that cred. Wow. I'm not saying that it's not a cred thing. Sometimes it's a little embarrassing, but hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> so that's two. Now this is a big one. Everybody loves them some. Har- Everybody loves them some Stardew Valley. Everybody loves you know these farming games. Mm-hmm. What what would you? What if I told you that it is the 20th anniversary of the lease of the release of Harvest Moon? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, how did I miss this? Where did you and, read this? I, was lo- I don't know. The yeah. press release that Natsumi sent me. Um, and oh, so, okay. Um, and wouldn't you know, they re-released Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life as a special edition, remastered on the PlayStation 4 for 15 bucks. Um, wow. It looks pretty, It it is pretty charming. <laughs> it, it, it's a fresh coat of paint on that. It is uh-huh. not Stardew Valley. No, right. not even close. But if you were... Um, if you had a hankering for uh, Harvest Moon, it's a wonderful life. Fifteen dollars buys it for you on the PlayStation Store, and it they they washed over some of the rough graphical edges. It doesn't look like the screen was covered with like wax paper while you're playing it. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. Um, you know they did some little yeah, stuff. Yeah, no Harvest Harvest Moon. Um, you know we say Stardew Valley is is better. Stardew Valley is like a Harvest Moon plus. There were. Yeah. Uh, multiple harvest moons with different uh, gameplay, and then there was um, I don't even know what it, remember it was called it was rune something that was all focused on combat. But if you're not like down on the combat, you know that doesn't matter to you. Then Harvest Moon is perfectly fine for you. You don't really yeah. need Stardew Valley. So anyhow, yeah, that's um, awesome. So... I didn't know that, so that's cool. So there's that, and last, this is. I'm only bringing this up because I think it is hilarious. Uh, there's a company, this is uh, not necessarily video game related, but um, there is a company called Ninja Division in partnership with uh, Sotopop Miniatures and licensed through Hasbro is releasing a tabletop role-playing game based in the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic <laughs> universe <laughs> called My Little Pony Tales of Equestria. It launches uh, with a core rulebook, um, a... A boxed adventure. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, a real packaged, <laughs> written adventure and a uh, set of accessories on April 21st. Um, you heard it here first. I will be getting a review copy, and I will be talking about it <laughs> extensively. Ooh. I saw I saw the post on the Engaged Family Gaming community about that, and I'm like, wow, really? The character sheet, right? The character sheet is super <laughs> adorable. I was like, oh my god, this is so cute. And I told my kids, and they first I, I made the mistake of telling them that it was a, a My Little Pony role-playing game, and my kids were uh-huh. like, what? Because role-playing game means something very specific to them. They're like, oh, like Final right, Fantasy, right. Bravely Default. Yeah, yeah. And my wife was like, no, 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 guys. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> 
It's a tabletop game. And they were immediately like, wait, that sounds awesome. What? We can make ponies? And I was like, yeah, I don't know how it works, but you make ponies. So, yeah, we're going to play it. We're going to play the hell out of that. That's awesome. I cannot wait to be a dungeon master in um, Canterlot. That's going to be the most dumb thing. But I think it makes perfect sense. It is the perfect license to put a tabletop role-playing game in. It Am is. I wrong? It's so and it's so funny to me how really that not. how that um, franchise has sort of has really crossed gender boundaries because it was totally not like that when I liked My Little Pony back uh, in the '80s, in the early '80s. It was totally just a girl thing. But it's really interesting to me now how it is. Everybody loves it. Well, I think, it doesn't matter. I think part of that is because there are there like there are more dudes that are trying for that now like that are appreciating some of that stuff i'm not trying to say everybody mm-hmm. dudes are open minded obviously that is not the case across the board but i think that's part of it it also is written to appeal gen- and be genderless right like clearly yeah. the seed of the the show is the original series which was clearly marketed for girls um, yeah. but clearly, you know, the person that brought it to the new era tried very hard to make it not be a quote unquote girl thing. And I think yeah. it worked. And yeah. admittedly, there's some people on the internet that are a problem, but for the most part, I mean, I have a 11 year old son that, that really digs it. My eight year old yeah. son, um, it, it's, it broke my heart, but, uh, this year he asked for, uh, you have to provide a folder. He asked for a My Little Pony folder and he brought uh-huh. it in one day and then, and the next day he was like, well, the kids were making fun of me. So can I just have an orange? Aww. Aww. Um, so he That's uses it at home. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, and I'm like, you know, I, I mean, what are you going to do? Right? Yeah. Kids are mean. I, yeah, I had so many of those My Little Ponies back in the day. It's actually kind of a traumatic well, it's traumatic, self-inflicted thing. So was my favorite pony was one called Butterscotch. She was like a like a caramel colored. Um, and most of the My Little Super Ponies, creative. they had like their regular <laughs> their regular mane. And then they had like a little um, tuft that would come out the front of their foreheads that you could comb. And I didn't want the tuft on the front of her forehead. I kept trying to comb it back and comb it back and comb it back and it wouldn't work. And so me and my probably six-year-old self decided I'm going to cut it off. So I got my scissors Ooh. and I trimmed it off and now it, it then it looked like a little mohawk on her head and I was Fine. like that was that was a bad idea. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um I yeah. own I actually own several uh pony uh ponies myself right now. Yeah. Um but I owned one when I was a kid too. Um oh, okay. I I forget why I got it. Um yeah. but I thought there was one that was just cool colors. It was like bright yellow or whatever. But now I have a rarity cuz rarity's my girl. Um Yeah. And um, a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Do you know who cheese well, sandwich is? A... No, I haven't watched it. I'm sure it's it's going to be coming it's, though. I mean, it's because it's a Al. franchise. I oh, it's Weird Al. Okay. It's Weird Al. Um... Weird Al has a mile. He's he's been on the show once, but he has so yeah. much merch. Um, when I that... when I went to um San Diego Comic Con, I think it was like the first year that I went. And as far as I know, before the sort of revamped series was really getting its popularity there was a special edition wonder woman my little pony it has to have been before the new series because it was the traditional like the new ones are kind of more svelte 
than the ones that were released in the 80s. The other one, they're kind of um, curvier. And it was the curvier type kind, but it was a, you know, a special edition Wonder Woman. Like, they had, like, 200 of them or whatever, and it sold out, like, you know, preview in night. seconds. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That was cool. That would have been cool to have that. But, you know, I was working yeah. a booth. Well, I wasn't able to line up. <laughs> Right. Go on Etsy. I'm sure there's somebody that makes a custom pony. But no, I um I I, I have some uh, but my issue and this is this is a problem that I have regularly with those toys. I know this is a bit of a se- uh, of a sidebar, but whatever. Um is that I don't want a um I don't want a doll. I want a figure. Mm-hmm. So like I'm trying I keep uh, trying yeah. to find figures that don't have the brushable hair. <laughs> right. Um because I don't want the doll, like, that's for, like, a kid. Like, I don't want to take yeah. that, like, so I, I, like, actively look for uh, rarity figures that don't have real hair, where it's, like, molded, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out Funko Pop actually makes a line of them, so uh, I have that <laughs> one. Funko um, Pop makes a line of everything. <laughs> yes, and I was very <laughs> excited to find out that the Funko Pop pony ones were not all that exp- were not all that popular, so it was easy to get. Um, And it sits on my desk. <laughs> And people ask me if my daughter got for, got it for me, and I say no. <laughs> no, that, she, nice. that is not my daughter's doll because it is not a doll. It is a vinyl collectible figure. Okay, God, it's a doll. It's yeah, not a doll. No, 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 no. That's the well, this is nerd arguments for like all of time. Like people refer we... to action figures as dolls, and they're like, no, 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 they're not. But it's not even an action though. figure. It's okay, though. it's really more just like a little. Like, you know the Funko Pops. They're not action figures. Yeah, yeah. It's green. <laughs> no, I know. I have, like, three of them yeah. right within Those are reach. not dolls. Yeah. <laughs> no. They are not dolls. <laughs> dolls you can play with. It's a toy. You can't play with them. Would you like me to look up the definition of no, doll? No, <laughs> like, Yeah, go ahead, actually. You know what? Fine. Bring it. I'm a semantic person, <laughs> so let's see what this says for doll. Nice. If, if it nice. says anything oh. about how you have to play, uh, that it's a play thing or anything like that, then it's... What's the definition of doll? Well, it says a small model of a human figure, often one of a baby or a girl, used as a child's Done. toy. Oh. These are not children's toys. These are collectibles. <laughs> I win. <laughs> under, that, under that definition, I would absolutely call an action figure a doll and a Transformer. Huh. Those are dolls. I will, I will own up to that. I think Funko <laughs> Pops are not dolls. They are... I don't know. Yeah. I think you. I don't know. I don't. I only have a couple, and actually, one of them my father-in-law bought for my um, my daughter uh-huh. um, because I had a Jane hat for her when she was little, little, uh-huh. and we took her to Geek Girl Con, and she was wearing it, and we actually took pictures with a guy who was dressed in like full Jane cosplay, uh-huh. and he didn't know who Jane was, and then one day he was at some store and he saw a pop of Jane, and we got that for Christmas, and. He thought she was going to play with it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's in a box on the top shelf. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, but like, no. Yeah, no, these aren't toys. And also, like, uh. who, wants to play, who wants to play with that now? Um, right. Right. And, like, <laughs> she's not going to be into it yeah. at this point, you know. But it's got a, it's got a, a Vera. It's got a Vera, you know, piece. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't want her to, to choke on it. And I'm like, yeah, she's not playing with that. <laughs> It'll sit there. We'll be there for her when she's older. But. So yeah. that's my news um, that I okay. brought to the table. Um, three old-ass games and a My Little Pony RPG. <laughs> right. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move into what we're playing. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start playing Hearthstone because it's sort of news, too. 
New expansion is coming in April. We still don't know the exact date yet. I'm still playing, trying to save up my gold. But the interesting thing is that the Winter Championships uh, took place uh, over the past weekend. Uh, and they did their whole choose your champion thing like they did for the World Championships. Um, okay, so my champion that I picked, he went all the way to the finals, but he lost. Same thing that my champion last year did. Um, but yeah, it was still got a, got far. So I'll be getting, I, I don't remember how many packs I'll get. Probably three three packs of uh, Gadget San cards. They haven't, they haven't come in yet. It usually takes them about a week. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. So like, I didn't remember that that was happening until I like started playing Hearthstone on Sunday morning. And I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, you know what? The championships are coming on. Let me just tune. And I tuned in at the exact perfect time because the finals, the final finals were just starting. I'm like, how the heck did I do that? <laughs> I must be psychic or something. Um, but yeah, so so I got to watch the finals um, and watch my person lose. But um, but anyhow. Uh, so yeah, so I've been playing that. Uh, speaking of the Dash games, like I mentioned, I was playing... Uh, I finished up Diner Dash, uh, and so now I'm playing Wedding Dash. Wedding Dash is actually quite a bit more complex than Diner Dash because... Uh, you have to sit people where they want to sit and next to people where they want to sit and people who they don't want to sit by. Oh. And uh, and you've got three choruses to uh, to attend to. There are wedding dis disasters, quote unquote, that can happen, which your wedding planner has to attend to, like the sound going out in the DJ booth. There are levels where the people will not only need their food, they will make song requests, they will need a glass of wine. They Yeah, it's lots of stuff. This game is, is really complex. If you can get past the whole, oh, it's a wedding dash. Well, it's so much fun. And it's challenging. Uh, and I love it. Anyhow. And then uh, I played a little bit more Horizon. Not a lot, actually. Because I wasn't feeling good yesterday, so I didn't do anything. Um, and then I was playing Horizon on, I think it was Saturday. Um, and I was doing one of the cauldrons. And I think I've, I've narrowed down another uh, motion sickness issue for me. Is that a tight space where I got to look around with the camera a lot that that kind of sets off the motion sickness too. So I was in a cauldron. Uh, the cauldrons in Horizon, oh. if you don't know, they're like little like dungeons almost. You don't have to do them, but if you finish them, you earn the ability to override more machines. So I want to do them because being able to override more machines is going to make the game a whole lot easier. Um, but yeah, so I was also I was they're amazing. They are. They are. The first one was so much fun. This um, the second one. I mean, I I got stuck, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't feeling well after being stuck, so I'm like, I'll just stop. I'll come back to this later. Um, but I haven't gone back since then. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it, yeah. So Regina... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now I was just going to ask Regina. Type shift. I've been playing type shift after you guys... Oh, yeah. did you? you like yeah. it? Yeah, it's pretty addicting. Or engaging. It's engaging. <laughs> um, it is not addicting. I, I I think it's different just because it's so hard. I've been playing it too, yeah. but they like got stuck on like three or four um, puzzles, and it just hurts my brain. Sometimes. I know. Yeah. I, I'm. I Stephen's words of it like hurting his brain echoed through my head, and I was like, oh, this really does hurt. Yeah, you guys are totally right though about like leaving that specific puzzle and then coming back to it, and then you see it like right away what the answer is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I've been playing that and I'm really enjoying that too. So Regina's been playing that as well, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I have been playing that as well. Um, I've noticed a trend in my completion in that I almost never get like, you know how there's like three words or so to like, that are the three that would have used everything. Oh, all the right, right, right. Yeah. 
I almost never find yeah. those words. I try not to, I try not to even look at that. <laughs> I try not to even look at yeah. that at the at the end of the screen when it tells you that. I, I just no. No, that's just yeah. I started taking screenshots of it cuz I'm like I really think this is beginning to be a pattern for me and it really is where I never find those like three words. And I always end up finding like, you know, I'll find out 10 other words right. to get the letters, yeah. but I won't find the three words that would have solved the problem yeah. or sol- solve the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what does this say about me? Oh, she, yeah. See, here's one. I found 13 new words on this, on this puzzle. There were five that would have the core words that would have solved the problem. There were five words, core words to solve it. I only found two of those. <laughs> And yeah, I found 11 other words. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's, you know, that's the opposite. You're really good at like, you know, finding all these other words, you know, other words that people wouldn't think of. Well, I just get, yeah, I get like, it was, you know, punker, pulper, pulser. So it's like, I know I get in those like, okay, how many more words can I make with with the beginning and end of this word and how with one letter change? And I know that's a, you know, that's a thing from playing other games, but yeah, yeah. it's happened to me a couple of times too. It's like, I move a letter up, like not even thinking that that's going to make another Mm -hmm. word and it stirs up as a, I'm like, Hey, that's awesome. I didn't know that that word existed or what it means, but that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've had that happen a couple of times too. Uh, the other game I've been playing is um, Slither.io. Did I talk about that yeah, last week? Yeah, a little week? bit. I don't remember if I mentioned it. Yeah, so I've been playing that, and uh, I actually got my daughter playing that as well. She was playing it in the... We went to Costco today, and I gave her my phone when she was in the basket, and she was playing it. And it was really funny, because it's like, she got so excited that she had, like, outrun and, like, caught another... Because she's, you know, the dexterity isn't right. really <laughs> terribly accurate yeah. for her. At this point in time, so she actually look, look, and then of course somebody right, got her. Yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, celebrating her victory, and I was like, oh, so you got to pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to pay attention. So yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't played much more than that because I've actually been working on my book. So, um, yeah, cool. trying to to wrap it up. So yeah, so I don't want to look. Only a couple things I've been working okay. on. Okay, so. how about you, Stephen? Yep. So many things, so many things. Um, so many so, games, so little time. All right, so uh, first off, we did get a uh, question from Twitter uh, from Los. Right. Um, and so I wanted to address that because it's one of the things that happened. He, he stated, and I quote him, now that I have a Switch and I'm playing Zelda, how will I ever have the urge to play anything else for the rest of my life? Um, I assure you, <laughs> you will play other things. Um, you... You don't. I think there will be other. I think Los does a podcast, so um, yes. you're gonna yeah. have to because it's kind of your job. <laughs> so, um, welcome to that. Um, but yeah, Zelda's amazing. I've been continuously playing it. I'm kind of stuck in a dungeon, um, ish mm. thing. Um, to the point where I think I'm actually just gonna look up a YouTube video because I'm just done with it. Um, yeah. But it's the first time I've ever really been tempted to do that. This game is absolutely bonkers, amazing. It's gorgeous. Um, I can't imagine anything beating this for, you know, this year. I really can't. I just, this is so good. Um, there will be games that came before Breath of the Wild and there will be games that came after Breath of the Wild, period, the end. Um, so, um, but speaking of games that came after Breath of the Wild, um, I played a game called Has Been Heroes, which I was mega excited about. I wrote it about it on Pixelkin. Uh, review is coming up on Engaged Family Gaming probably tomorrow um it sucks 
I mean, I don't really have any oh, other way to no. say it. Um, here's, here's the setup. The setup is these wise, powerful, um, older heroes. Um, they're out of, you know, they saved the world two or three times, but now it's over, right? Like they're old. So, um, they get a less like a less, uh, difficult task. They have to bring the King's twin daughters to school. (laughs) And so it's, that's a awesome setup. I was like, I am in a hundred percent. I love the humor. Um, here's, yeah. it's a lane based, uh, game where you have three characters and they each are on three lanes and enemies come at you. And the idea, the big core mechanic is you have to swap your guys from lane to lane to try and mm. combo through, um, use weaker guys that have multiple attacks to weaken enemies so you can have your big night guy coming in. Um, yeah. the problem is it's a roguelike. And, mm. uh, for those of you who don't know what lo- roguelikes are, it means they are hard and they are random and there is very little in the way of character progression, and I hate that about roguelikes. Mm. Um, so um, I played for, I think, 10 or 15 hours and really never felt like I was getting anywhere. Um, mm. And the controls are needlessly hard. It really feels like... What it fe- feels like is it feels like it is a mobile game that they uh. got halfway through it and said, you know, I bet you if we just put this on consoles first, we can make a little bit of that extra money and then port it over to uh, mobile. <laughs> mm. I bet you this would be a great iPad game, a little time waster. Mm. Um, I hated just about every minute of it on my Switch, um, which is super disappointing. Um, with that said, that is made up for by how wonderful of a time I am having playing Snake Pass, which is another game that I wrote about for Pixelkin. Um, this is a game where you play a snake. It's by Sumo mm. Digital, um, and you play a snake, and you it's all platforming challenges. There are no enemies. You're just kind of navigating a 3D space, but you are a snake, so you have to move like one. So you got to slither back and forth in order to pick up speed. You can climb up things, wrap yourself around them. It's super cool. Um, one thing that's interesting is Sumo Digital, They historically they've made racing games. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what's really interesting is there's gas and a brake <laughs> for your snake. Right. Um, not literally so, but if you... Picture each ra- each course or each you know area like a racetrack, and kind of race them like a car. Um, you kind of get an idea of their design philosophy, and it's, I mean, the music is made by the guy that did, um, uh, Donkey Kong Country, and you know the bright colors. It really looks like it would have been home on like the N sixty four, that era. Mm. Um, I'm very happy to have it. A review for that one is coming up probably next week. Um, it is really really good. Um, recommend it for anybody. What else have I been playing? Um, so, um, the other thing, I mean, I was playing type shift, but whatever. Um, the, um, I, oh, I I played, I finally got a chance to play as Orisa in Overwatch. This is the last thing that I'm going to talk about. So I played the new character in Overwatch. She is absolutely bonkers amazing. Um, cool. It is, uh, I mean, she's a tank class character, which means she's relatively slow moving, lots of armor, lots of hit points. Um, Mm -hmm. The range on her gun is just insane. Um, And her big thing is that she shoots shields, or at least that's the thing they told you about. Like, she throws out, like, a little grenade that puts up a shield. So if one of your friends is getting beat up, you can throw a shield in front of them. Her ultimate is she takes this drum thing off her back and puts it down, and everyone within a certain radius of her... Uh, of that drum gets a big damage boost. So you can just mm. run into a crowd and be like, boom, I'm going to drop my drum and you just kill everyone. Wow. Um, 
It is really cool. Um, yeah, and I'm just continuously impressed with Blizzard's attempt to add diversity to this game. They added a robot to this game, literally a robot, and they somehow managed to make her um, of African descent and obviously female. It's a yeah. robot. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I remember looking like, at that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and they added two characters to the fiction because her the, the Orisa's creator is a little uh, African girl. So, yeah. I mean, they they once again managed to add some pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah. It, it's If you have not played um, Overwatch in a while, get back in there and try Orisa. She is cool. Okay. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or other feedback, you can send those to gamingwiththemoms at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at gamingwithmoms. Uh, real quick note here, we will be on hiatus next week because I will be in London for my birthday, and I am very excited about that. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Happy birthday early. Yes, it actually is next Wednesday is my birthday, so oh, nice. yeah. Very excited to be in London. Uh, I've never been before, so super excited about that. So there won't be a podcast next week. Um, uh, Regina, let's go back to <laughs> more stuff here. <laughs> Regina is from the Geek Embassy and is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Regina, what do you want to talk about this week? We have a new podcast episode out for the Geek Embassy from our monthly hangout, and we discussed our favorite guilty pleasures. Mm. Or what makes something a guilty pleasure? Or what if guilty pleasures don't actually exist? There was a lot of wow. discussion about this. Cool. It was very profound, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be this little like light topic for us to do, and we're like, "Well, why is that a guilty pleasure? Well, that shouldn't be a guilty pleasure." And then we're all like defending each other's examples. It was really wow. It was really quite funny. So uh, make sure to check that out um, on thegeekembassy.com, and you can subscribe to our feed on uh, iTunes. Cool. Uh, Steven is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. Steven, what's up with Engage Family Gaming? Man, we got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, most notably, and I don't even know if you two know about this, but we are actually going to be on the news. So you're going to want to take a look at WNBC oh, right. in New York very soon, probably uh, in the next few days from the time that you're listening to this, because we I was interviewed because of my Roblox nonsense. Mm. Um. So uh, Engage Family Gaming will be in the news a little bit. We'll be posting that all over our Twitter um, if you are curious, because obviously I'm going to do that. Um, but <laughs> what I would really love for everybody to do, um, and this is this is a personal favor, if you have found me entertaining uh, here, um, which maybe like two or three of you have, um, I would recommend, I would request humbly that you head on over to to um, iTunes. And uh, subscribe to my podcast. Uh, I am on it. Nicole has been on it. Regina has been on it. Um, and uh, it's a fun time. We talk about games specifically for families, but we also we differentiate it. We talk about board games, too. It'd be a whole lot of fun. I would love some more subscribers. That's it. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.